Hello and welcome to Whispering Moon Tarot. Hi. Um, this is my cancer season read. Um, I'm, I'm behind for the week. I don't know if I'm going to get these element readings out this month. They might not go. I might do something real quick here for each sign at the end. We'll see. I'm weighing it. Um, yeah, I mean, the feed is going to be a little fluctuating here till about the 10th of July. After that, then I'll get back into a really decent routine. Um, and I, I'll feel better because I won't be trying to juggle currently right now. I'm juggling my normal juggle and then I have family here and then I have, um, some just stressy stuff that's happening in the background. that's just fucking annoying me because, you know, dealing with fucking bullshit, fucking bullshit. And you're like, it's the same. This is what drives me crazy. It's like, it's the same. Everybody's falling for the same fucking shit with this fucking person. I've been through the ringer with that motherfucker. And I, <laughs> sorry. You know, once burned, twice shy, baby. I'm just saying, like, it just amazes me sometimes. You know, it's like, and, and like, I am, I'll get into the cancer read. I'm just like offloading here. Like, I am all for second chances. All right. Like, I am, you know, if, but second chance comes at a cost. A true second chance comes at a cost. It comes at a, it has to be, it has to have integrity. Behavior must be changed. There must be some authentic honesty, um, some humbling, changed behavior. <laughs> you know, I could go on and on and on. We're coming out of the retrograde here. A lot of people have been asking for second chances, especially in relationships, uh, uh, romantic ones. Um, you know, in my personal life, it's uh, there are different type of relationships that are asking for second chances, and I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen, I haven't seen any um, any change behavior. You know, and, and it's and, and the reality is, you can sit there and talk to your blue in the face about how, uh, you know, how you're going to get on some fucking straight and narrow. But if you don't stand up and start walking that fucking way, um, then there's no, there's no reason to sit here and invest in a second chance for someone. Is there? Especially if they just want you to go over there and pick them up like they're a fucking baby and be like, oh, Boo-hoo, let's get you, you know, uh, no. I'm sick of treating adults and coddling them when all they're going to do is go, <laughs> they're going to act nice till they get what they want and then they're going to fucking leave like they always do. You know what I mean? There is that certain selfish person here that in a lot of ways the collective, we all have one in our lives right now that we're trying to keep at bay. And they're putting on a good show. <laughs> Some of them will hope. You know, and this whole ascension process that everybody talks about, or this whole, I like to, I, I'm, I'm, I like to consider it the shift. 
I like the the wording of the shift better, a shift in the way we think, a shift in, in the way we process, a shift in the way uh, we create new. A shift that is about um, integrity. You know, a shift that's about kindness and caring. A shift that leaves jealousy at the door. A lot of us fight and deal with jealousy. Most of the issues that occur in our relationships uh, stem from jealousy. And all, <clears throat> all jealousy truly is, everybody feels it differently. But all jealousy is, is your own um, disappointment in yourself. When you sit there and you're like, I'm jealous, you are disappointed in yourself. You're not mad at that. You, it comes out as you're mad at someone for them doing their shit for being what they are. That person fucking worked their ass off to get there and you don't you haven't put in any of the fucking hours. Why do you why can you justify your jealousy when you didn't, you know, run the race? You know, it's disappointment. So anytime you are met with, you know, the, all those the different jealousy comments, and some of them are like, you know, they can be to all different extents. They can be jealousy for, there's all sorts of those really sweet, bless your heart, uh, different fucking comments, right? But they are a reflection of their own failure. Anybody who's jealous with you thinks that they failed. So have compassion for them. You can feel pitiful for them. Sorry. Oh, yeah, they didn't put themselves in that situation. They're going to offset all the blame and blah, 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 blah. It's not their fault that they weren't able. They didn't get the things that you got. I mean, I watch people come from fucking nothing and get everything. It's work. Yeah, but they didn't put themselves. Oh, you don't know that. You don't know. You don't know how much fucking work they put into that shit. You don't know what they had to do. You don't know what they had to overcome. Even as me, as to speak like this took me years of practicing with other people to be able to sit down and pull out an hour of conversation by myself. This was learned, practiced for years. Tarot. I've been reading tarot now. It will be four years in August. And that countless videos that I've watched, countless books that I've read. I can probably count the books if I really fucking wanted to. Probably under 10, but they're all blah, blah, blah. <laughs> countless hours of meditating on what a card means to me. What it makes me think of people who come into my, um, um, you know, that come into my space. If I do readings for them, they are so sharp and so on that normally people are sitting there completely dumbfounded by the time I'm done with them. And I'm like, was oh, that okay? And they're like, yeah. How'd you know any of that? And it's like, it's because of the way I have set the interpretations of my cards. And then my soul guides know how I'm going to read that. It is like making a decoded language between, you know, an energy <clears throat> that cannot speak and one that can. 
I've seen so many different card situations come up and I've read so much tarot for other people and I've watched these cards hit shit that would never be hit. I mean, I'm just like, whoa, like I've all, you know, and it's not me. I don't take responsibility for those messages. Those, again, that is the energy of tarot reading. Again, I just happen to know my interpretations well. Again, though, someone who sits down, you know, who's just been fucking around here and there for like the last six months to sit there and be pissy and be jealous about it. It's bullshit. You didn't put in the fucking time. You didn't put in the fucking effort. Again, it's a direct def- of a reflection of their disappointment in themselves. Why am I talking about this? Because cancer tends to be a very jealous sign. <laughs> okay? They are always going to want to uh, be as good as their neighbor. And they're going to be very concerned about what other people think of them of the people that they spend time with, they're going to be very concerned and they will typically do whatever they can to, uh, you know, uh, levitate a piece of shit. <laughs> Cause it, you know what I mean? Um, let's talk about cancer a little bit. June 22nd to June 23rd it is a chariot in the deck. The chariot is all about forward progress, movement, cars, road trips, um, getting home. It's about family. It's about having a clear direction. So, you know, this month for us is going to, you know, this is the month of, of vacations. Um, this is the month of, you know, really enjoying uh, the fruits and the labors of summer. This is full-on summer here now. It's a cardinal fixed water sign. I describe cancer, you know, I have my different water elements. Like, you know, Scorpio I describe as a river, and it can have rapids and waterfalls. I describe Pisces as large bodies of water, water, either oceans, seas, or lakes. And I describe cancers as the well. Water deep beneath in caverns. Um, this is such an important time for our wells. You think as summer comes, the water dries up or it's harder to collect. And this is when you start seeing, especially older civilizations, dig wells. How important are wells? They're social settings. People come to again, survive. You can't go but three days without water. So wells tend to be, again, gathering points. And many cancers gather friends because they nurture them, they water them. Uh, Cancer is all about the home, roots, family, emotions. Again, these are all very much deep wells of emotion where you see roots And again, roots dig down deep to find these um, aquifers, springs, things that help, you know, um, nurture them, bring them security. Again, cancers are very protective, intuitive, and resourceful. It's extremely sensitive sign, and they can be moody, so you can find yourself (coughs) struggling 
with some different types of moods through, uh, through this season. And they're so sensitive because, again, they're, um, they're made to be that way. They're made to be compassionate. And so when you hurt a cancer, you'll know it. They'll immediately get moody. They'll pull away. And you'll have to go hustle them back. My son is a cancer. And I'm a Sagittarius. And I tend to be pretty blunt. And we have had many times <laughs> where I've been a little blunt and it hurt his feelings. And he gets upset. And, I, and I get, I'm get i grumpy in the morning. I don't want to hear your YouTube guy at 6.30 in the morning. I just woke up. I just want to lay here. <laughs> I hear blah, blah, blah. I was like, ah. <laughs> I love him to death. And he's like ready to go. And it's like, no. Just, I just quiet for like, can I just get an hour quiet? And you can whatever all day. But anyway, we've had mornings where he's all upset because I'm upset. And that is typically a cancer's mentality. They will be upset if the people around them are upset. If, they're, if nobody's upset, normally a cancer isn't upset unless they got their feelings hurt. And they will insist that you come to them. My son does this thing. He blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. <laughs> he runs away, okay? I'm like, fuck, he's really upset about that. Oh, Jesus. And he's run away and he shut his door. Like, fuck. Fuck. Fucking upset. God damn it. I just can't handle that stupid fucking dude fucking voice anymore, you know? And so then <laughs> knock on the door. Sorry. It's just, you know, tired this morning. I love you. It has nothing to do with you. I just need you to, you know, go watch that downstairs or, you know, I just need a little bit of time. Respect my boundary and my space, please, you know. Uh, will you forgive me for getting upset? They don't like to be yelled at and they don't like upset energy. And so he's actually more upset with me, not necessarily because I don't want to hear that dude at 630 in the fucking morning. He's actually upset at me because I yelled <laughs> about it. That's actually why he's upset was the tone, the emotional tone of it. And like I said, I've watched that, m how my mood will affect him immediately. And like I said, and then I'm spending the rest of the day fucking apologizing for letting my temper out in the morning, you know? Um, but that's, again, that's a fire sign. And a, on a water sign, we're sizzling all the time. <laughs> it's like we're just like smooth going. Um he gets moody and upset again, mostly from other people. Like he comes home from school upset because someone said this or someone said that. Um, rarely is he upset um, for anything but what someone's done. You know, where I can get upset on you know if it's been if it's been cloudy for a week and I'm tired, I get upset when I'm tired. You know, or if I'm hungry, I get moody. Uh, he seems to stay the same mood all the time unless someone's hurt his feelings. Again, though, there's nothing sweeter or more caring or more thoughtful than a cancer, too. You know, he's so sweet. When we're around home and he wants to know where I am, he'll go, Mama, Mama. 
I don't know what. I love you. Okay. That's him. That's how he checks up on me. Find out where I, where I am. Am I upstairs? Am I downstairs? Am I outside? Am I running around? Am I in the laundry room? So he just hollers mama and then immediately answers it with an I love you. There's nothing more. He didn't need anything. He just wanted to know where I was at that moment. And he's so sweet um, and thoughtful. Uh, the other day I was cleaning. Uh, I was mopping the kitchen floor. and It was near lunchtime. So I just put his lunch on a tray and ran it upstairs to him. I said, here, eat lunch up here. The floor is wet and blah, blah, blah. And I drop it off. And, and, and before I could even hit the stairs, he, he hollered in, thank you, Mama. And then I came back inside after the floors had dried. And there was his tray and everything sitting right there next to uh, the kitchen sink, ready to be cleaned up. And I thought, wow, very thoughtful of him to, uh, to bring that back downstairs. You know, again... They don't need, um, I didn't have to holler or yell or tell them. I didn't even tell them to bring it downstairs. <laughs> they think ahead what will make them happy, and that's what they do. They are just a very sentimental sign. There's nothing you can give a cancer that would mean more than something you made or something that um, reminded them of a memory. They're extremely sentimental. Um, they're kind, sociable, very domestic. They like to be home. They like to work on their home. They are proud of their home. They can be touchy, moody, restless, and jealous. Um, and that jealousy, though, for a cancer, which is interesting, drives them. So when they see that their neighbor got a new car, they're going to work harder to get a better car. You know, it's not like they're going to sit there and brood and be jealous and make snide comments the whole time. No, they're just going to go pick up another another shift so that they can make sure that they get the same, you know, car, but have, you know, so when they're standing out there, they're like, oh, well, I got the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> they play that game well. And like I said, they don't necessarily make it about, um, you know, being rude about it. No, it just like makes them thrive and drive harder. Again, they're going to get in their chariot and go, right? They know which direction to take. As far as the body parts go for a cancer, we're talking the chest, the breast, the stomach, uterus. A lot of the internal organs uh, fall under uh, the cancer sign, which is interesting because all those cancers are very deadly. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to... I'm trying to think here what I want to do. If I want to do an overall. Reading. Let me take just a minute and think about this a second. Hold on. All right. I took a 10 minute break. I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, talk about myself a little bit more. Um, my son just had his eighth birthday party. It was excellent. We invited um, the baseball team because uh, you gotta invite. If you invite, you know, it's, it's right here. I don't want to leave anybody out. So, we invited the baseball team. Half of them came, <clears throat> which was excellent, uh, including Winston. And then he, we had another friend from school, and all these boys had so much fun. Um, I probably filled up. I had those quick fill water balloons. Oh, I mean, I don't even know. 
I haven't even, I, I mean, a thousand at least. I mean, it had to be close to a thousand because I know, yeah, I had a ton. I had an entire bag filled with those quick fill things. So I just kept filling them. That, Stephanie, my friend Stephanie, she stood at the hose uh, on her offer and <laughs> I stood over and we just like filled water balloons solid for 20 minutes. Now, by the way, those water balloons have to be filled at the time of use. I tried to fill a few ahead of time. Um, some of them didn't hold, so I did. I wasted like two two batches of them. Kind of pissed me off. But um, besides that, they just went. They had a ball. Then we played this game where I had this blow up uh, antlers from Christmas, and we're like, well, let's play deer hunter. You know, if you're gonna have all these water guns, you gotta have something to shoot at. So everybody took turns putting the antlers on, running around, um, being the deer, and <laughs> and then we played. We had slip and slide. And then the boys kind of got cold because it was a good day. Um, <clears throat> could have been hotter and sunnier, but uh, but you know it was you know around seven. It was starting to get a little chilly, and they've been you know we're talking hose water and shit like that, so it was cold. And uh, so we warmed them up, dried them off, and then they got pizza and cupcakes, and then they just ran around the house and played. These boys were so sweet. Um, they had to come in to wash their hands before pizza. And, you know, we've been out on my lawn. They've been, you know, there's grass on their feet. And they were all, every single boy didn't want to walk in the house because he knew he had dirty feet. And I thought, boy, your moms have taught you well. Um, I had to, like, like coax them. I'm like, it's okay. Here's a towel. You can make it to the bathroom to wash your hands and bag. Don't worry. I know my house is getting messy today. I'm not mad. So it was really sweet. Uh, to see uh, how respectful everyone that came was. And Winston just had a ball. Oh, my gosh. He just was beaming. Um, he's so sociable. And, you know, <clears throat> when I got divorced, my ex took all the friends. I'm not, I'm not mad at him because um, I'm not mad for it because I was on my way out of that group anyway. I don't need to be hanging out with the kids I got high with in high school anymore, you know, especially when they're still doing that stuff. Um, when I got pregnant, I started, like, really distancing myself. Of course, they all thought I was being a snob about it. <laughs> it's like, I'm my kid. I don't want to put anything in danger with my child, you know. And, um, but, you know, since that point, you know, most of them, a lot of them have had kids in the last couple of years. So they actually now understand <laughs> where it was that I was coming from. Um, you know, so we didn't, we don't have a lot of like friends with same age kids. Um, you know, and, and family wise, mm -mm. You know, my family's all over the place. Uh, you know, I don't have much family. I don't have any family I can rely on uh, within the state. You know what I mean? So, you know, in a lot of ways, it feel, it's even though I've been living in Ohio my entire life, I've never truly felt uh, like an Ohioan, even though I am. Um, just because I never had any family here. My grandma moved out here for about 10 years and then moved back so she'd be close to where she... <laughs> I need to be close to where you're going to bury me so you don't have to, you know, send my body home. And uh, so, again, I don't have, like, you know, I don't have aunts and uncles and cousins here. I can't, like, run over to my you know, to my aunt's house and be like, hey, can you watch my kid while I go run some errands? No, I don't have, I don't have any of that. 
um, that support, you know. So everything is, you know, much more difficult. I've always felt like a transplant here. My father was from New Jersey, and my mom was from a little town in Iowa. They met in Missouri and um, went to Tucson and then came to Columbus and moved up to Maslin. So, again, you know, my family's transplanted, you know. So, anyway, I don't know why I'm going. Oh, yeah, because it's been difficult. You know, like I said, I have a very sociable son. And uh, when the divorce happened, any extended family that I had, you know, was gone, you know, by marriage. Any extended by marriage family or friends. So, it's been... um and, I mean, that was a relief. A relief. I mean, I don't miss it. But, you know, you had options if you needed them. You know what I mean? Um, but that's all, you know, that's all about making new connections and making new friends and things like that. And I can tell that now that Winston's getting to this age where, you know, they're at the age where they know what's right and what's wrong. Um, you know, they are not as easily manipulated or taken advantage of, you know, when your child gets to be in this kind of age range, you kind of like calm down as a mom a little bit because you're not afraid of, of all the horrors that can happen to someone who can't communicate properly, you know, or doesn't know better, you know. So I'm like just getting to this point where, you know, baseball has been really good uh, to an extent. I mean, I had, I've had to sit there with my ex this entire, you know, all the games up to this point, which uh, was not comfortable for me. But, um, you know, I sat there and rooted on my son as he learned a new skill. And that's what it was about. And I can, you know, I can sacrifice, uh, you know, for two hours. <laughs> sitting there with that kind of stuff going on but the whole point here is it's taken some time but I can see that we're finally maybe going to make some more connections here that will lead us down into a different road you know what I mean my son might not have a lot of family that he can socialize with but now that these kids are getting to be this age they have friends and friends because it becomes more important in their life, you know what I mean? And then you, as a parent, you feel safer to let them go and hang out with their friends or go to friends' houses and things like that and back and forth. Like we're getting to that stage of development, which I'm really kind of excited about, uh, especially for Winston and I, you know? He's, he's just growing up, I can't believe it. He has growth spurts <clears throat> every six months, so. He'll have a growth spurt now and then near Christmas time, which is great because I always buy him new clothes right around now um, into, you know, new school stuff. And then at Christmas time, right when his growth spurts are happening, probably need new cleats for fall baseball. I'm sure he's going to be too tight and it's like they grow out of shit so fast, like out of nowhere. So anyway, I don't know. Talk about my son here a little bit. My favorite cancer sign anyway friendship wise I don't know I've had different I've had a couple different friends that were born under the cancer sign um, again they're really jealous and kind of moody so <laughs> at some point I've offended them I'm sure 
Uh, like I said, all I need is a snicker bar. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is funny because it's coming to life and home. I'm going to read these cards. So I'm just going to like pull some of my other decks here and then we'll see what's going on. Some of my fancy decks for... My son is so sweet about things too. Cause he's a good little manipulator. He was like, Mom, you need a new tarot card deck. You should go look for a tarot card deck on Amazon. And I'm like, well, no, I don't need any new tarot card deck. Oh, you should go. Just look. And I'm like, okay. You know, we're messing around and I look. And I'm like, oh, that one's kind of cool. You know, oh, you should put that in the cart. Okay. Yeah, yeah, put it in the cart. And then a couple minutes later, I get a text message. <laughs> and it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's a Lego set. Uh, half the price of a tarot deck I just put in the car. <laughs> and then he comes in, he's like, well, you know, you could, if when you, when you buy that Lego, <laughs> tarot deck, I'm just going to have the Lego set. <laughs> he's so fucking smart. Like, I can't even resist his little ski, his little schemes to get toys. They're so cute. And a lot of times it's like, well, you know, you need that. You know, you, you need to do something nice for yourself. You haven't bought a tarot deck in a long time. And by the way, why don't you, you know, I have this Lego set. I haven't got one. You know what I mean? Like, he, like, <laughs> like goats me into shit. And I hardly ever say no to him. I know he's spoiled. And I would say no more if he didn't constantly show gratitude. Right? My son might be spoiled as shit, but every time I turn around, he's thanking me. Uh, he's telling me that he appreciates it. Uh, he treats it with respect. Um, if I, anytime I ask him to do something, I normally don't have to ask more than twice. Um, again, like I'll spoil anybody who, again, is grateful. And isn't that the lesson? Isn't, shouldn't that be the lesson, really? And be, to be a gracious receiver to appreciate what's been given to you. Coming to life, something beautiful is being born in your life. When you look at your life, you can see how you've grown and evolved over time. Perhaps you've shed skins and identities and create new ones, or at the very least matured in your ideas about yourself and the world you inhabit. You know things take time and spirit's timetable is rarely in sync with your own. This card indicates that a long held dream is beginning to show signs of life. You must not try to coax it along or shape it according to your desires. Spirit knows the best form for the manifestation of this dream. Your life can become even better than you can possibly imagine. Now is the time for reverence and awe. Allow the contours of your path to be carved by the hands of the divine. All you have done, all you have to do is show up. Yeah, the path is going to come to life before you. You'll know what to do. That's kind of how, like, again, I'm talking about my son a lot. That's kind of how we go. That's kind of how I've taught him everything, you know. Let's go with it, you know. I can't tell you when we were going through uh, the rough time we went through before I started this project. I can't tell you how many times, you know, he said to me, you know, we're just make the best of it. And I know he's repeating shit I'm saying, but, you know, he knows that that's the mentality we're just going to deal with whatever happens, and we're going to make the best of it. No one can take making the best of it away from us. 
They can take everything else, but they can't take how we react and our optimism away. And that is the one thing that everybody tells me about my son all the time. They're like, he's so optimistic. I'm like, yeah, it's better. It's the only way you can get anywhere in life. Pessimists don't get past, uh, they don't even get past the door that's closed. Because, you know, that's the whole point. Home, and again, home is the fourth house, and this is the house of cancer. You are comfortable in your own skin. You belong. Peace, security, safety, belonging, and all the features one would want from home are indicated now. The home card represents an invitation to experience what it is like to be secure in your skin and to live comfortably. No matter what is happening in the world around you, it is time to for opening your eyes to your tribe of like-minded people or one special person who makes you feel like you've come home. Love is love, home is love, and love is all around you now. Whatever your inquiry, you are where you are meant to be, and you will reap great benefits by staying on this path regardless of where it leads. Home will always be with you. It is where your heart is. Yes. Um, and again, <clears throat> you know, cancers are, again, it's the home sign, but it's also the chariot, which is all about movement. You know, you'd think the four of wands would be the card for that, but it's not. Wherever you are, wherever the person you love is, that is home. So, you know, are you home? I guess is the question. Or are you on your way home? Okay. I'm going to do one of these sacred I don't know. Some, summer makes me feel like rebelling. <laughs> this deck is all messed up. Jesus Christ. Let me flip some of these cards around. I haven't had this deck out in a while. I'm going to read it from the book. I'm going to do a little book reading here. Sorry, guys. And then I should flip a couple cards for each um, zodiac before we end this. Try to mix this down and get it out today. Like I said, I'm behind. <laughs> Not just you guys. Uh, I will read that one too, just because it fell out. Real, there's two release cards. So this month is asking us to release some stuff. We need to release the dark wound and let love live. And this is like a fish in the water, half, um, half bones and half alive. It's interesting. And releasing allegiances. Okay, I'm going to read releasing allegiances first. So I think this is asking us to do this here this month. Okay. It is time to hold on to yourself and let go of another, even if it's even if just for a time. We have gained all that was meant to be from that connection, at least for now. You have given and you have received. The need to let go does not deny the value of what has been acquired. It is more that the time has come for greater productivity, creativity, abundance, and consciousness in your life. You have completed many cycles in the vibrational frequency of consciousness that you are now being asked to release. You have been in 
that vibrational frequency for some time now. You have learned the right step out of that frequency, out of the habits, relationships, and the possibilities that are limited to that out-modeled frequency. It is now time to expand into the higher frequency of experience that will bring enhanced love, empowerment, and peace into your life. You will take the wisdom of what you have learned with you into the new. New connections, new relationships, new life experiences at the, high, at the higher turn of the spiral life. But first, you. Trust that you can step into solitude for the time without being consumed by loneliness. It is time to reconnect with yourself. Perhaps you have had a period of outward orientation where your energy has been diverted away from your inner journey of self-discovery and creative expression and into the world of list schedules and demands trust that you may need to step back momentarily even for your health for your healthy relationships and commitments to refresh your spirit by reconnecting with your own nature and solitude perhaps you've been diving so deep into the creative waters that you have lost your bearings or your energetic connection to the earth your own life, your own needs in the here and now. Either way, you come either way you need to come back to the ground of your own body. It is time for self-love. Okay, this goes on and on. I'm not going to read it all. Um, cuz I want to read some of the other ones. Um, yes, releasing allegiance. Allegiances. Just because we set out to say we are a good friend, a committed partner, all these things, uh, devoted mother, father, today's Father's Day, so devoted father, all that kind of energy, right? Um, you know, stepping back, finding some solitude, going on an overnight adventure by yourself is so wonderful. If you do have a partner that can take or or you can release your obligations for even a day in some way, whether, uh, you know, you have kids, you take them to grandma's a day, just a day, go take a drive real far out, stay in a hotel one night, then come back, give yourself one day of changed environment. Also realize that just because you've always done this for someone doesn't mean you need to continue. And yeah, they'll be a little upset. <laughs> they'll be a little upset, right? But you always do this every fucking Thursday or something like that, right? You're like, not this Thursday. I'm taking a day for myself. I hope you understand. I'm trying to, um, <clears throat> again, be loyal and compassionate to yourself first. Most of the memes I share on Facebook are about this theme, which is allowing yourself um, the out from the constant gaslighting and control methods that are used against us every day to fulfill others' needs or others' desires. And we are bombarded in our lives with other people's expectations constantly. Some of those people don't deserve it. They don't deserve your allegiance. They don't deserve um, your devotion. Especially those friends that only come around when they need something. It's time to stand up 
And yeah, they're gonna they're gonna say something. They're gonna talk shit. Again, if you're a cancer, it's gonna really bother you. That's when you need to take on a, a, a different energy, a different frequency. And again, releasing those allegiances allows you to release yourself from their constant negativity. The way I would describe it is if everybody has a charge, positive or negative, and you put them in a room, if most of them have negative charge, at the end of the day, they will take the few positive charged and make them negative. Same thing, if you have more positive energy and you only have a few negative people come in, their mood will be changed. We're all these little electrical, you know, bodies and da-da-da-da. So make sure that whatever room you're stepping into has a higher frequency. And stay away from those places that you know everybody there is going to be negative. Or you have to put on a front to make it through the evening. Anytime you have to hide your authentic self, you are lowering your vibration. For what? To make other people comfortable? Fuck their comfortability. It's also a great way to get people to leave you the fuck alone. <laughs> but then someone will be like, but then you're going to end up... No, you meet new people. That whole idea where people are like... If you keep being like that, you're going to have nobody. No, it's not like that. I have cleared a whole set of 20-year relationships off my life. And I have replaced them with like 30 to 40 amazing relationships. Granted, some of them are more um, superficial because they just don't have the time. You know, once they get to be 10, 20 years, they'll be different. Um, but they're just the same relationship superficially as what I had with people that I would have considered, you know, lifelong friends, right? Um, but the other thing is I have like now like four or five really amazing relationships that I would never have had had I stayed in that frequency with those people. I now have, you know, four people I can truly count on, right, that I can call and listen to me boo-hoo, that will, and then I will listen to them boohoo, and it actually means something. They're not going to turn around and go use that to either gaslight me later or to go gossip about me. You know, I watched my old friends. That's all they ever did was gossip about each other behind each other's back. They like code names for everybody. <laughs> so, so that they could talk about you in front of you. Yeah, they were all real sick sick awesome people you know what I mean it's like a whole they're just amazing they're amazing people out in the world both negative and positive both downright ruthless and completely compassionate there is the it runs the whole gambit so make sure that when you're out there you're only picking good ones and you're releasing an allegiance to anybody who makes you feel less than by the end of the fucking visit if you go visit a fucking friend and when you leave you're sitting there feeling like you need to do a whole overhaul on your life and you're a piece of shit then that wasn't your friend you just got attacked for an hour reality of that if your partner makes you feel like shit constantly not that's not your soulmate 
Your soulmate is not going to make you feel less than. Your soulmate is not going to subtly call you ugly. Is not going to pick on you for every mistake that you make. A soulmate isn't going to be bitchy, cunty, controlling, aggressive. Those aren't soulmate qualities. So look at your partner, look at your friend, and boil them down. What the fuck? Who the fuck really are they? And do they deserve your allegiance? Start there. That's good for the month. Release the dark wound and let love live. <clears throat> if we detach something from its source too soon, trying to force it to become what it is not yet ready or willing to become, we can unintentionally sap it of its strength and kill it. There is no dark wound in the consciousness of humanity which demands perfection or denies process. If you're thinking of publishers before you have even written the book, if you are comparing your unfinished song ideas to the latest best-selling pop release, if you have decided you are not good enough or worthy enough to succeed before you've given it everything you've got and asked the divine for help, then this dark wound has you in its grasp. That's interesting. Think about how many people give up before they just are, before they succeed. That is the number one killer of success because it takes a while when you're climbing a mountain to be successful. Think about how many people, you know, they have their partners, like your dream is stupid. When are you going to grow up already? And they told you that and you literally only had 20 feet to the top. And then the resentment grows. Because then you start watching other people who started when you started finally hit it. And you know, fuck, I had just the same chance as they did. But I turned around because I listened to this fuck or this bitch. They wanted me to grow the fuck up. Everybody can have dreams. And even if one person thinks they're impossible, it doesn't mean you can't go and attack a dream in a realistic approach. And the realistic approach is it takes a lot of time. And so even if that person is like, you're going to waste all that time going for some stupid dream... First off, there's no waste of time because every moment you're climbing a mountain to a dream, you're gaining strength, knowledge, stamina, endurance. I mean, watch you get, even if you don't hit the top of that mountain, watch you come down and fucking climb 20 fucking mountains all around that, all the way to the top like it's nothing. Don't ever take your reach, your climb to better yourself, to better your life towards success as a waste of time just because you didn't fucking plant your flag at the top of that one mountain. No, come back down, find another mountain, plant the biggest fucking flag ever. This is my third podcast attempt. I killed it this time around. I mean, I came out the gate so hard on this thing, I couldn't believe it. Worked all around Facebook and their self-promotion fucking bullshit. Did excellent. I'm looking back, and I'm like, I fuck, you did it. I'm like, I know, I can't fucking believe it. Better than, 
and I don't even care. Like it's better that it's just way better than what I did first time. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Learning, right? You have to let go of, of the death grip of perfectionism and let yourself and your ideas live. Yeah, nothing's ever fucking perfect. Better done is better than perfect. Love is abundant, creative, and inspiring. It moves us so much more than jealousy. Um, and fear. You are being asked to honor the, the, the path of your own love, what inspires you, what feels exciting, joyful, and perhaps even rather different. Let that live. Release the dark wounding of false belief. There are countless stories of vastly successful artists who very nearly uh, bitted the project that was the making of their career because of a desperate fostering by their own dark nature. They doubted. They were uncertain. Was their work any good? Was it useless? They struggled to believe in the right of the work to come to life, whether it was, a, it was accepted, revered, or rejected by others or not. They nearly lost their work to fear. Undoubtedly, there have been many times when this has actually happened and the work was not saved, not allowed to live. Do not let this happen to you, whether something is meant to be a commercially orientated venture or a more personal creation for your own therapeutic healing. It must be allowed to be without judgment, without criticism, even without premature evaluation. It must be allowed to be what it is. And only time, love, patience, and att attention will, re will reveal it. If you have drawn this card, The message above is amplified and you are asked to act on this immediately so that your path can continue, can continue under the protection and grace of wisdom. If you feel drawn to read this message one or both more times, yeah, what is, what, what dark wound? Why won't you love this? Why won't you let the love live? Love is silly. It is. It's so silly. Where's my book? Um, there's nothing like it. You know, what is it that you love? It's not silly. To love something. It's not silly to go after something. Again, you're dealing with jealousy. And anytime you go after something, it's going to make people realize that they should have gone after something too. And what is what are you dealing with? You're dealing with someone else's disappointment in themselves. It's not your disappointment. It's your disappointment when you give up. When you don't continue to communicate or to build or to grow. The best thing and the best advice I can give anyone, I'm going to read this last card and I know I'm just jabbering on here, but it is a Sunday message. Um, let me read the card and I'll go back to that. 
transition. This, these are my uh, activations. So I'm going to go ahead and activate this uh, frequency of transition for us all, that everyone that is listening. It's a cool um, backwards S shape is the, um, the symbol here. The frequency of transition supports our deep understanding of the ever-changing nature of existence in our lives so that we can learn to let go, surrender to the process, and allow transition to occur with ease and grace. Transition can be described as a passage from one stage to another, however deeply or mildly it impacts our lives. Transition always implies change of some sort, and most of us are afraid of change. We want things to stay the same. We want to stay in the comfort zone we've created. Unfortunately, change is the one certainty in life that we can all count on. Change is necessary to allow room for the new to emerge and the old to pass. Change is necessary for growth to occur. Change is a fundamentally universal, is fundamental, fundamental universal law. Transition describes this process of change, a time when things are moving, morphing, shifting, and in the midst of the process, it, it's common for nothing to feel clear, comfortable, or safe. Being pushed or pulled from our existing state into one that is unfamiliar and isn't, isn't easy. And most of the feared, feared transition of all is the one what we face eventually, death. The transition from our physical body to the world of spirit, which it really isn't that big of a deal. Uh, because we have so little understanding of the true nature of our existence and of our connection to the cosmos, we tend to fear death as a perceived ending. Uh, as in the activation, a snake is in the traditional symbol for death and transition in many cultures and beliefs systems due to the perceived ability to be reborn many times during its lifetime by shedding its skin. Behind it, the background shows not only a grid of flower a grid of the flower of life, the connection with the earth plane, but also the Merkaba, a reference to the ex existential ability to transverse between layers of time and dimension. The color indigo, violet, and magenta are indicators of our deep spiritual connection to the cosmos and the whole of existence, making any transition but a moment in an ongoing infinite journey. Yes, the reality is we're constantly changing all the time. Every day you're growing, every day you're changing. And within those cycles of daily change comes larger cycles. Like let's say you're, you know, you are growing, uh, you gain another marble a day. There's going to be a point in which you can't put those marbles in that same container anymore. So you either going to need to start a new container or you're going to need to move those marbles into a larger container, right? And so there is like, for all of us in our lives, there's these moments that we kind of have to upgrade, gear up, you know, going into another scenario. And yes, we liked what system we had before. It worked for us. But you're forgetting how many more marbles you're carrying now. It's just like the difference on how you carry weight, um, over time, like if you're carrying something small, it's not big deal to carry it in your, you know, in your hands. But if you're carrying something larger, you may want that on your shoulders. You may want it on your hips. You may want it on, uh, on your back. Depending on the burden you carry 
is dependent on how you carry it. And as we move through different stages in our lives, how we carry a burden, how we handle all our marbles or our lack thereof or losing marbles, right? Uh, you know, it's a whole process. And the more you accept it and the more you work with it and move towards it, uh, the better you are, the better the transition can be. I mean, you're the one making it difficult, right? Take the moment to look at the transition image. How do you flow with the, with the transitions in your life? Exactly what I was just saying. What transitions are you afraid of? Look at the last transition that you went through and remember the gifts that come because of it. What was your next transition going to be? Going outside and seeing how nature goes through the constant cycles of death and rebirth in order to continue life. Celebrate your transitions. Yes. Um... If you want new things in your life, you have to allow the movement. I always come back to um, It's a whole subject. I'm, I'm too. Problem is, I've already talked too long. So I, these are these are subjects that just open up doors into like huge mazes of thought, and <laughs> like dive into those uh, on a Gemini or a, sorry, a Cancer message. Um, yeah, I think that made sense. It looks like we're needing to release old um, beliefs or old attachments we have to people, places, and things. Um, and be open to the movement coming into our lives, even if it is just for a temporary period of time, uh, going on a trip, going on a road trip, or some kind of energy like that. We all need to be letting the energy flow. We've all been stagnant in our homes for a very long time. I've been out in the world. I went to Orlando, went to a bunch of kid places. The world is alive and well and a lot safer than we even remember it. And so if you find yourself uh, still dealing with some of that isolation, anxiety, or the social anxiety that comes off of being isolated for a very long time, which is part of that process, it's time to dip your toes back in. Time to call a friend. It's time to go out and make new friends. The best way to do that is go become part of another community. One thing I had that was really lucky about when I left my ex is we had been podcasting for quite a few years. And so I had taken that as an opportunity to meet interesting, creative, new people and get to know them. So I, you know, friend requested everybody I ever interviewed on that show, which then led to more friend requests because then I would meet their friends in comment sections and then I'm like, oh, that person is cool or all oh, the art is cool, so I'm going to follow their art and like them up and then you know then you know years pass um and you start to get to know people a little bit more um you start to come closer and then you even have even deeper connections and so you know I was really lucky because um even in my isolation um that I went through I still had a a, a network of people that were creative minded that had more positivity to, than negativity um, to influence me every day. 
my entire Facebook feed is art, mostly. Or cool articles. Um, or music. So, or funny memes. All the comedians, all my friend comedians. <laughs> they're just like meme images, like awesome. You know, so again, I was, I still am isolated. I live out in the country. I can't go out and find these kind of, I don't live in a city, but yet my Facebook allows me to have like a city like social connection um, because of the variety of creative people that I wanted in my life. So if you're feeling like you don't want anybody to see you or you're afraid to be you, you know, um, like especially if where you came from, your old life, whatever that was, start a new profile. Start an Instagram account. Start a new Facebook. Make sure you don't add anybody in there that isn't part of your, like, you know, positive energy team. You know what I mean? Give yourself a fake name. People who know you, let them know. And then go out there and learn and meet new people. Go join different groups. Facebook has a ton of groups and you can get to know all sorts of people there safely with a nice barrier, you know? And then you can start to invest in other things outside um, in your actual world. Like now that COVID's over, people are going to be having more workshops. People are going to be getting together more. Um, there's going to be more things that you can invest your time and energy into that will lead you with a skill, more self-esteem, and better friendships. And if you're wanting to be successful um, at something, especially something creative, um, my best advice is begin to network. Go out and find people who are doing exactly what you want to do. Friend request them. Watch them do their thing. You can, I do most of my learning through observation. People probably think it's creepy, but like if I'm watching someone, I'm like, what are they doing? How are they doing that? How do they get all them likes? Where are they getting this shit from? How did they, you know, how did that become an inspiration point? How quick did that sell? Again, you can look at everyone around you, size them up and take something valuable from what they just taught you. And they didn't have to say a fucking word. You didn't have to even bother them. All you had to do was stand there and be in their audience and say, I liked how they did that. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to incorporate that aspect. Again, you get people like, well, you're stealing. There, first and foremost, there's nothing original anymore. Hasn't been for a hundred fucking years. Everything that's been done has been done, but not done by you. That's you, how you do it is what makes it unique. Every love song, breakup song, every animal, they've all been created into art. <laughs> Think about how many dolphins have been painted by humanity. Think about it. How many sunrises, how many sunsets, and God's still killing it up there, right? Still making beautiful skies that people are copying every day. Nothing is comes from you anyway. Everything comes from the uh, creative unconscious and your ability to pull from that well. Uh, that leads to your success. So we're, no, we're all nothing but straws down in the creative well. 
that is creation. So make sure your straw is clean. Make sure there's not something stuck in it. Make sure there's no holes in it. And get to siphon out some creativity, all right? Uh, that's my cancer message. That made sense somehow in the roundabout way that I do it. How do you do that? I don't know. I listen back. I'm like, this is probably crazy shit. Probably end up in a, you know, with my own fucking jacket at some point. But then I listen back to it. I'm like, that still made sense. And it does. And you're still listening. And there's a ton of you listening. Um, so, yes. Here was my disjointed cancer message. It's a water sign, right? Uh, they're all over the place. And then uh, Facebook, Instagram. At some point, I need to sit down and put all these links in the fucking description box. So I can just be like, go to the description box and hit all my links. Make it super fucking easy for you guys. I will do that next next week. I'll try to remember and you write it down. I need to make this easier for you guys to support me. That's what I'm going to do this month. I'm going to think of ways that make it really easy for my listeners to support me and to give me props and then also to help me uh, do more. So that is my personal goal for the month of uh, for this cancer season. And then after that, um, I'm looking to diver diversify some more. So that's my personal plan. What are you doing? What are you doing? Feel free to email me. Uh, I would love to hear it. Whisperingmoontarot at gmail. All right. I will talk to you guys later. I'll get on the love notes next week. All right. Here not love notes. Love readings per Zodiac. All right. All right. You guys have a good one. Bye.